journeys. One, I have captioned the journey of circumstances. Did you hear what it was called? The journey of circumstances. The other journey is called the journey of desperation. I want to say that the journey of circumstances was taken by the little girl and the journey of desperation was taken by my brother, Captain Neyman. But for tonight, just for the short window we have, we are going to now zero in on the journey of circumstances. The purposeful journey by default, the journey of circumstances. I want to say that some of you hearing my voice this evening are on this journey of circumstances. The journey of circumstances is a journey that you cannot plan. It's a journey you cannot negotiate. It's a journey that takes you where it wants to take you without your involvement in that journey. Some of you are going through that journey right now. Some of you are running from an abusive relationship. You did not plan that type of relationship. But that relationship has all of a sudden come on you. Maybe years, maybe months, maybe five, six, or even ten years. And now that journey has put you on a journey or that relationship has put you on a journey that you are struggling to cope with. The journey of circumstances. Some of you are running away from your country because of wars. A journey of circumstances. Some of you are running from human trafficking, even some, for some of you due to natural disasters, some of you due to immigration issues, some of you due to the death of a significant other in your family. You are on a journey of circumstances. I remember my own journey of circumstances because at the age of three months, my father died. And my father was the breadwinner of the house. My mother was left with 10 children. I was the 10th born. And so for, therefore, I also began my own journey of circumstances. Beloved, the Bible is full of many other journeys of circumstances. Abraham did not plan to leave the land of earth, but circumstances asked him to leave. Jacob did not plan to leave home but after ob obtaining the birthright, circumstances forced him to leave. Moses did not plan to leave the land of Egypt, but after killing the Egyptians, circumstances forced him to leave. I want you to know that Lot and his family did not plan to leave the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, but circumstances forced him to take a journey. Joseph, what can we say of Brother Joseph? Brother Joseph did not plan to leave the land of Canaan. But because of circumstances, Joseph found himself in the land of Egypt and the three Hebrew boys, so they called them. They did not plan. In fact, they had no desire to be found in the land of Babylon, let alone in the palace of King Nebuchadnezzar. But circumstances led them. I came by this evening to share with you that no matter the circumstances of your journey, as long as God is leading, as long as God is guiding, as long as God is in charge, the Bible says that all things, all things work together for good. All things work together for good to those who love God. 
and to those who are called according to his purpose. And so, this little girl was at home, and the scripture introduces us to an interruption into their daily life. The Bible says, Now Naaman, the captain of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man, and by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. Verse 2, Now the Arameans had gone out in bands and taken captive a little girl from the land of Israel. This little girl had been in the home with her parents. She was basking in the sunshine, enjoying the mother's cooking. She was just enjoying time with her friends. And all of a sudden, without any warning, without any preparation, she was just whisked away from her family, from her land, from her, her environment, and taken to a strange place. Beloved, I want you to know that no one knows where the wind of life will take us. In fact, some of you did not even know that you'll be in this country on this platform at this time. Some of us did not know that COVID will bring a situation in our life that will lead us onto a journey of circumstance. Nobody knows where the wind of life will take us. Whether you are young or you are old, sometimes you cannot always prepare for a journey. But in our day-to-day -day work, God wants us to prepare adequately for the circumstances of life. You see, one of my favorite authors, Ellen White, in her book entitled Prophet and Kings, page 245, shares these words. We know not in what line our children may be called to serve. They may spend their life within the circle of the home. They may engage in life's common vocations or go as teachers of the gospel to heathen lands. But all alike are called to be missionaries for God, ministers of mercy to the world. This was the training that the little girl received from her parents. She was brought up to weather the storm no matter where the journey of life took her. So this evening, let us learn a few things that allow this little girl. And the Bible says little. In other words, some commentators suggest that she was below the age of 15. We are not given the age, but little, that adjective talks about the youngness of that little girl. So what encouraged or what permitted or what helped her to be able to survive and endure the trial, the challenges of such a journey that even adults struggle with? First, let's pick up. Though she was a little girl, she could give an account of the famous prophet who was in the land of Israel. Listen to what she said. She said, if only my master would go to Samaria, the prophet that is there could cure my master of his leprosy. You see, children should always be brought in when we are talking about the great and marvelous things that God has done and is doing and will do in the lives of his people in the future. This girl maybe could not preach a sermon, but at least she had heard about a powerful prophet in the land 
of Samaria, one who could bring healing and restoration to her master. Psalm 80, Psalm 8 verse 2 shares with us that out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, God has ordained strength. Beloved, it doesn't matter how young a child is. When we train children to love God, to trust God, to believe in God, then when the children leave without a shadow of doubt, no matter the circumstances that they come across, they will be able to stand and to weather the storms of life. Let me talk about another quality that this little girl had. She desired the health and well-being of her master. Although she was a captive, a slave by force, this little girl in the land of Babylon, a Jew of Jews, sought the peace of her master. You see, the book of Jeremiah 29 verse 7 says, Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it, for in it peace, for in its peace, you too will have peace. This little girl, though she was little, realized that she had the ability to call upon heaven to bless her master and mistress so that her life too will be blessed. Let me share with you, the third point is profound. The third point is profound. This little girl had never seen Elisha heal any leper in her homeland. She had never witnessed that. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke, verse 27, the Bible says, many lepers were in the land of Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. This is just mind-blowing. The little girl had never witnessed the prophet heal a leper before. But she was confident, she was confident without a shadow of doubt that God was willing and able to do that which her eyes had not witnessed, but which her heart believed. My beloved brothers and sisters, the Bible reassures us that if you believe, anything is possible through Christ. No wonder why the Bible says, ask, and you shall receive. No wonder why the Bible says, knock, and the door will be opened. No wonder why the Bible says, seek, and you will find. It is in seeking God and in trusting his word that we are able to participate in the miracles of God. But there's something else that the little girl had that each one of us need for our journeys of circumstances, a purposeful journey by default. Let me just go through a few of them so that we can at least get ourselves ready to face our circumstances, our journeys of circumstances as we plan to take God's word to a dying world. You see, I shared with you that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. God sees everything, and God had seen that Naaman needed help. In fact, if I was to pass by Naaman without God's spirit, I would not know that Naaman was seeking for a solution for his dilemma. Leprosy, biblically, sometimes is equated to sin. Some of us 
are walking around with sin. Sin is pressing us down. Sin is taking away our joy. Sin is robbing us of the blessing that God has for us. And the question is, how do we get rid of sin? For Naaman, it was leprosy. And the Bible says that God looked around the world because his eyes are everywhere. God looked around the world for somebody that you could send on a journey to support Naaman. And when God looked around, God saw the priests and the Pharisees. And God says, no, 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 no. I cannot depend on these people. If I send these people, they are going to kill the mission. The journey will be useless. It will not be profitable. So God looked around and God saw the little girl. Have you ever considered why God in his wisdom and providence allowed this little girl to be taken as captive and placed in the land and in the house of Naaman? Just consider, Naaman was a Gentile. What would a Jew do in the house of a Gentile? You see, if God has sent a grown-up, that grown-up would never have gone to that house. And if they had gone, it's possible that they would not have cooperated with God for the healing of Naaman. God called the little girl to take a journey of circumstances that will become purposeful by default when all is said and done. So this little girl was chosen because she did not consider protocol. I want to thank Pastor Mark Melky as he introduced me this evening. And he talked about who I am and who I was and so on. The little girl didn't, wasn't interested in that type of protocol. I mean, I have been at church preaching on several times when my daughter will come and tag at my feet and says, Dad, I want you to pick me up. My daughter is not interested whether the camera is zoomed on me. She's not interested whether the whole church is looking at me. Sometimes I'm preaching and says, Dad, I want you to give me a piggyback. My daughter is not interested in who is looking and who is not looking. The little girl was not interested in any protocols. God needed somebody who would not hesitate to take his word across. This is something that we can all learn, brothers and sisters. When God needs something to be done, God needs some people or people who are not going to be so much worried about being politically correct. God wants people who will be straight and up with a job. Another quality that the little girl had is the fact that she was racist-free. Amen? She was not looking at racism. Racism is rampant in our world today and even in this country that we live. But the little girl was not interested. She saw all people the same. You, you know, you know, some of you have taken your children to school. It doesn't matter what color, what nationality, what accent they speak. It makes no difference to them whether they are fat or, or short, tall or big, black or white, green or purple. It makes no difference. Their children always sing the song that Jesus loves all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. He loves them all. Children have no idea of racism. God sent this little girl because in this little girl, God knew that when she gets into the house of Naaman, this girl is not going to be racist. She's not going to say, look at, look at his head like a pumpkin. She's not going to say that. She is going to go straight to the task and whatever God tells her, she is going to say it as it is. 
This is very, very important. The next thing that God saw in this little girl was that this little girl was culturally blind. Culturally blind. This girl did not matter which part of the world a person came from. She did not see that. All she saw was a human being. And because of that, God could call her and use her on this journey, purposeful journey by default. The little girl was leper blind. Uh, I have been in the church for some time now. And I know that there are certain people that people are not comfortable in rubbing shoulders with. You know, there are certain people who maybe sometimes have been captured with a doubtful character or attitude or behavior, and people move away from them because they don't want to be contaminated. If you wanted to be contaminated, then leprosy will be the disease that will contaminate you. But this little girl was leper blind. She lived in the house with Naaman, washed Naaman's clothes, washed his plate, cooked for him, was in the very presence of Naaman and served Naaman and Naaman's wife. One preacher said that she was so full of God and trusted in God that though she was in the house of Naaman, she was free. Beloved, the little girl was chosen to go on this purposeful journey for God by default because God knew that she would be able to accomplish the task. As we go through our week of prayer, the South England Conference has captioned the next quinquennium, making disciples and building communities right in your backyard, right in your neighborhood, right in your place of work. God has people like Naaman who are full of leprosy and God is looking for an agent to send them to bring the good news that there is a God in heaven who is able to deliver, who is able to set free, who is able to lift up, who is able to strengthen, who is able to bring hope. And God is looking for someone. Are you like that little girl? Are you racist free? Are you culturally blind? Are you color blind? Are you leper blind? Can God depend on you that even when you have not seen the miracle, you can say that my God will come through for you? This is the type of people that God is looking for as we prepare for Jesus' soon and eminent return. Many of us as leaders and parents sometimes leave children out when we plan events, but God uses children as well to accomplish his tasks. Today, this evening, right now, God is calling you to join him in a purposeful journey by default. Let me end on this note, because I cannot help myself. After Naaman had listened to the little girl, he took a journey, a journey. What did I call that journey? Correct, a journey of desperation. Now, when Naaman was going, I can just imagine, he had his, his shirt up to his neck. He was wearing long sleeves. His trousers was down to his feet. He was wearing boots, fully attired, because he had leprosy. Now, just bear with me for a few minutes. See Neyman coming back. Can you just vision, visualize his coming back? Neyman has now 
come from the Jordan. Remember, he took change of clothes. Now, just help me with my imagination. Neman is now in shorts. He's wearing a sleeveless top. The man now is showing off his skin. It is as slick as that of a baby. Neman is now liberated. He's now going back to his home. His wife sees him from afar, and his wife is wondering, is this my husband? Beloved, when you work with God, when I work with God, when we work with God and cooperate with God on behalf of those in our neighborhood, they are transformed. Their families do not recognize them. Their neighborhood do not recognize them. Their work colleagues do not recognize them. They become new creation. Everything about them has changed. They bring happiness and joy into their surrounding. Beloved, what a blessing it will be if you and I will cooperate with God like that little girl to bring hope and salvation to people whose lives need transformation. As we close, the little girl did not remain the same. Her life never remained the same. Anytime Lehman looked at his skin, he remembered the little girl. I, I am inclined to believe that the little girl became one of Naaman's daughters in the house. Of course, what else could Naaman do for the little girl? Everything that he desired, he now received. His wife could walk hand in hand with him. He could go out and enjoy the sunshine. There was absolutely nothing. What could he reward the little girl with? But to love her, to cherish her, and to make her feel comfortable. So it was with Potiphar. When Joseph came to his house and God blessed Potiphar, the Bible said that Potiphar promoted Joseph. When Joseph was in prison, oh, you know the story. I just want you to know that today, it wasn't just Naaman who rejoiced. The little girl also rejoiced. Today, God wants to do something wonderful with your life. God wants to transform your life. God wants your life to be better than what it is today. Amen. If only you cooperate with him. When you allow God to use you to bless others, God also blesses you. Is there anyone this evening who, like this little girl, wants to say, Lord, in this time of making disciples and building communities, I want to partner with you. I want to partner with you in going to my neighborhood, in going to my work colleagues, in going to my friends, and to share with them what a powerful God you are. If that is you, why don't you raise up your hands right now as we recommit and rededicate ourselves to God. Lord, we want to thank you for calling us to take a purposeful journey by default, to be a blessing in our homes, to be a blessing in our place of work, to be a blessing in our community, and to be a blessing to all those that we come across in our daily walk of life. Our hands are up to say, Lord, we sign up to be used by you. May you direct our lives so that it will never be the same. Thank you for hearing us, and thank you for blessing us, because we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Amen.